down like a sack of crap. I say, look, I, I take a patch out the sky because I'm flat. You understand me? <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's my H up. And that's what I told her. You got to be smooth about it. You understand me? <laughs> yeah, where well, H up? You know, I got to say, man, even before it started, I think, like, I've said this before, Between the Sheets is the greatest R&B song of all time. I, re- I truly believe that. You know? Bro, the most sampled song. <laughs> the most sampled ever, yeah. Like, give like me- it's behind, it's behind James Brown's uh, Get Down. Like, behind that song, Between the Sheets has been flipped, dipped, Pop, R&B, hip hop, like sampled all across the board. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing. It's like, one of the greatest songs of all time, man. No, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah, and one of the greatest R&B songs, I think. But the reason we're bringing between the sheets, like, we are here, play by play analysis podcast. Devin Ash, BSK, play by play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Low key is here in the flesh. Yeah. What's good? What's good? And What's up? my future theme song author, producer, rapper, person. She does the whole package. And only Low key could be the appropriate partner for this topic of discussion today on this podcast. We're talking music, but not just any music. We're talking verses, but not just any verses. Megan, Megan. <laughs> protecting. Megan for the woman music. Um, oh, we're talking, when are you coming home music? We're talking cocaine in the 80s, crack epidemic. <laughs> like, <laughs> A fur coat with no shirt. <laughs> in the middle of June. <laughs> like, it's just... We're talking earth, wind, and leather jackets with with the spikes. Right, shoot a nigga in a crop top and bell bottoms. You know, we're we're talking about Mister Big. You know, like all. What the hell is going on? Like all of that, but we're talking the elements: earth, wind, and fire, and we're talking the Isaac Brothers, two of the greatest musical groups of all time. I don't care what color you are. Black, white, red, purple. Right. It don't matter. They are two of the... And and it's it's a shame that they have something like nine Grammys between them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like three of them are Lifetime Achievement Awards, so it don't even count. Like, so... But we're talking... It was a versus that... You know, it was funny because like a couple months before it started, I remember my brother, who's one of the oldest young people I know. Um, he he dropped a link in one of our group chats and was like, "Man, this is the verses we all got to see, man." Isley's Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I was like, "Yeah." And then a couple, what maybe a month later, after the sale for verses to Trilla, Timberland comes out and says, "Easter Sunday, April 4th, Ronald Isley and the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. And we got it. We got what we were waiting for. Best verses by far. Yeah. And we've had a lot of really good ones, but this one was the best. Yeah, for sure. 
it was so many great moments and they did they did a lot with the angles and all types of stuff like the outfits and steve harvey hosting it was like a perfect addition so it just turned out really great like i think everybody had a good time yeah. Now I want to mention something about Steve Harvey. It was a lot of haters out there that were not appreciating. <laughs> Them stories was kind of funny, though. I ain't going to lie to do First of all, that outfit was amazing. Man, somebody said he looked like the Riddler or like he looked like one of Batman's villains. And I just, I I died because I'm like, yo, when I seen they the outfit. He looked like the Joker off of... Uh... <laughs> They said he looked like the old school Joker. Right. They said uh, he looked like somebody's grandmother's sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that was a real for your ass, Batman. You know? Like, oh, my gosh. You know, all I could think of when I was looking at Steve now, after that night, is, you know, Godfrey's um, impersonation of him. <laughs> what your ass say? I can't even remember everybody, but it was like, it was Afion Crockett and it was a couple other people, and they were talking about Steve, and I can't remember why, and then Godfrey just broke out in it, that jump. And it's even funnier, like, there's a there's a video on Twitter of, of it, and it's just a picture of, like, a dude with all teeth, and it's the funniest, like, it's it's so funny. Oh, my God. That's all I can think of and, now when I think about Steve. And then he was Steve. going off on black Twitter and stuff like that. He was off that. He was off that drink. I don't know what he was drinking. Even Steve was saying he was really giving Uncle at the cookout vibes. Like it was. It felt like a cookout. It felt. He was off that. That Ciroc, that hen, all that. Like he, he, because he was going off. <laughs> and his stories was funny. It'd be like you play. Some, but that's the point of music, though. You know, you remember those type of like right. where you were at when certain songs come out and stuff and this dude was telling us all type oh you know i remember back in 1975 <laughs> when i snuck into the concert and i met this girl and we ain't do nothing but <laughs> you know like, like all right <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like that old head uncle that probably could have gone pro or swear right. he would have gone pro. But. Swear he, swear he could have beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We're talking to you, right. LeVar. We're talking to you. We're talking to you. You know. But seriously, though, as a musician yourself, because I feel like you're more than a rapper, I think you encompass the whole thing, being a musician, producer, all that good stuff. Did you grow up on them old head songs, you know, like the Earth, Wind & Fire, the Isaac Brothers? Like, Was that something that you heard a lot coming up? Oh, yeah, because my, my parents are older, so they grew up in the 70s, so it was a lot of Bob Marley and uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, the Isley Brothers, everybody, like, the DeBarges, Whitney Houston, like, Michael Jackson, like, so the 70s, like, everybody, like, from the 70s to the 90s, they introduced me to all of that, 
and even uh like the Nat King Coles and like everybody across the board. And it's just weird seeing like the progression of music. I'm not saying that music is trash now. It just doesn't feel the same. Like nobody gives us that that feeling anymore of I don't know. It's like warmth or like yeah, no, nostalgia. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the music that you, the music that we were hearing in the seventies, and the music and compared to like the stuff that we have now. It's just it's not the same feeling, yeah. and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's just we didn't realize how much we missed it until this verses. You know what I think? They don't they don't make cocaine like they used to. <laughs> you know that cocaine in the eighties was something different. That 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 was oh CIA grade, federal, just straight out of Pablo Escobar's house. Like it, man, and Bruh. and people just. I think you know, dudes don't wear crop tops anymore. I think that's the other thing too. You know, crop tops and and no, they do. It's just the wrong type of crop tops. They ain't got the the leather jacket crop tops. They got like yeah, you know, they don't. <laughs> Where it's made out of cotton. It's not the same. It's not as heavy. Yeah, they don't be wearing polyester no more. Yeah, <laughs> wearing V necks that go all the way. The V goes all the way down to your belt buckle. Like they, they just you know, sequin headbands. Like they just they don't they don't because like you said. So you know how we talk about the 1984 NBA draft is like the best of all time. Yeah, I feel like the year 1983. And music was just like I saw somebody's tweet. I think his name is Mind of KB. I found this tweet when I was looking up in my archives. He said, "All look at everything that came out in 1983. Between the Sheets, greatest song of all time in my opinion. Billie Jean, Beat It, Little Red Corvette, 1999, Sexual oh. Healing, All This Love, She Works Hard for the Money, and Sweet Dreams." Sweet, sweet dreams are made of this. All, of the same All time. in 1983. That is like the 84 draft of music. That is that is in a, like the clubs had no chance, bro. Like I would have loved to be in the club back in the day. I felt like it it, it would have been wild. <laughs> it would have been wild. Like, right. That I want to see the numbers. How many babies were made in 1983? I mean, look at like. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all, you know, like the people that are in between is like millennials and um, Gen X. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. How many individuals? Like, if you think about it, like Beyonce, that's the '80s baby. Mm-hmm. Nikki, I think Nikki's the '80s baby too. Like all those people in that little cusp of yeah. Yeah, I was about to say like They're I was. Super lit. I was saying on Twitter the other day. I'm like you. Look at like our like 90s and 2000s R&B in particular and rap too if you think about it they were they were brought up on all of that that's who they were brought up on like there was no way they could fail you know that's why we love 90s R&B so much because you look at who they listen to coming up and it's not and it's not that um and I'm glad you brought up R&B because it's not that our R&B is terrible. I actually like our R&B. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like the Brent Fiasas and mm-hmm. the Aaron Rays, the Kilanis, the Jenny Aiko. Ari and Lennox. Like, Ari Lennox, Duran Bernard. Like, we have, like, 
a selection. Lucky Day. Even Ella May and all her storytelling. I I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> Leave her and her poetry alone. <laughs> no, I like it. That's but what I'm like, saying. It's a reason why we're obsessed with 90s R&B because 90s R&B pretty much gave us everything. There was Fall in Love. There was... I want to cheat, but I don't know if I should. R&B. There was. There was. I oh, want that girl woman. next door. R&B. There right. was. Um, come through late night R&B. There was. There was different types. You know what I'm saying? Rain or down the way on that me. They described the way that they described sex was in a different way. It was like more subliminal or like yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just too out there. Like it was out there, but it was more. It was. It was I guess incognito. Yeah, it was incognito. Like, I don't know. Like, you know how many kids were singing Rain Down on Me and had no idea what they were talking about? When we used to sing, um, was it Too Close? What's that song? It was like, I don't know. It was a bunch of different songs we used to sing that was just not appropriate. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. No, because it was like innuendos. Like, right. Within the, the music. You know, and then or and and especially the stealing somebody else's man songs. Those those were the best ones. You know, we love, right. we appreciate well, it. It was too. It was the song was called Too Close. It was by Next. Yeah, it was by Next. Mm-hmm. It just was different. It was different time. It was different time period. You know, I remember somebody said, you know, Osley's. They were talking specifically about the Osley brothers. They were like, you know, they make music for black men that got two families. They said they were making music for black men. They got two families, you know, like they had the black men, two family music, <laughs> you know, and there's, and you know, what's crazy between right. the, the two groups is that somebody brought the, did the numbers. It was like something like, I think earth, wind and fire has had something like 698 samples of their songs. Um, yeah, the Ozzy brothers has like, or no, Ozzy Brothers has 698. Earth, Wind & Fire had like over 700 songs have sampled there. Have had over 700 yeah. samples. Between like, the Sheets has at least 15, like 15 samples. No, they said it was 140. Like across pop, R&B, and hip-hop. At least 15. I saw something that said it's 140 songs that sampled Between the Sheets. I need a playlist of just those songs. Literally. <laughs> just like those. somebody DJed it the other day. I think they did like, they did the 15. It was like, uh, dang, I can't even remember most of the songs. It was like Gwen Stefani song. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, like a Whitney Houston song. I didn't even know a Whitney Houston song sampled that. Like so many people reversed it or you know, you the, know chopped it, screwed it, or whatever. Like you know the uh, song that shocked me that was a uh, uh, between the sheets sample, Five O'clock what? in the Morning by Pretty Ricky. Oh yeah. Uh, Hotline. Or Hotline. Yeah, I said 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Hotline. Yeah. Hotline was a, was Hotline. a between the sheet sample. I'm like, bro. I had no idea. Curtains. <laughs> and it sounded so familiar, too, and I had no idea. Yeah, I had no... I, I, would, I, I don't know all 140 songs, and the video I saw that was doing the remixes didn't have this one in there, but I put money on it that um, Crush on You was a between the sheet sample. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, because the more I think about it, I'm like, that sounds like a like a hook, more upbeat, upbeat version. Like I feel like Crush on like, these. Um, Chance the rapper did a sample of it for Ten Day. I forgot what song that was, but he made it into like a ju- a Chicago jukin type of beat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I can't remember what song that was, but it was definitely on the 10 day mixtape. Like he flipped it and, uh, yeah, so many people sampled that song, bro, mm-hmm. but they did it in such a unique way. And same with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, they, they, and, and you know, the great part is that both of them own their publishing. So yeah, all that money goes to them. You just call them up and you're like, hey, can I use this? Yeah, sure. Right. Or no. <laughs> I'm going to get royalties from it anyway. Right. <laughs> they're super cool about it. They're just like, all right. Yeah. They're not really stingy with it. I can't stand the older artists that are like, stingy. I mean, I kind of understand it, but don't be stingy with your samples. I mean, they're trying to shine light on your greatness, you know? Instead well, of suing the artist, you can get more money off of them using your sample and then you getting royalties from it, you know? Well, I think now that they've said that, I think I realize why they're stingy. Some of them don't own their music. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, probably why. that's why they're stingy. <laughs> like, no, you can't use this. You know, versus him, it's like, yeah, sure, I don't care. Or if you use it without, and I think Marvin Gaye, his estate, his, like, you know, he's a stickler for that. Like, remember, uh, well, his estate is, he's not. Um, yeah. remember, um, the song that Pharrell and T.I. did and Robin Thicke, um, Good Girl, I think it's called. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. That was a Marvin Gaye sample and they got that off the... You know who's stingy with their music? Who? Aaliyah's estate. Yeah, they don't even put it on Apple. Her uncle is so stingy with her music, bruh. It gets me so upset as a fan. Like, yeah, it's crazy that they don't have it on Apple or anything. Like, yeah. The only recent samples of her music, like, I don't even think Missy and Timbaland can even sample her jokes. Like, the only two recent samples I've heard is the uh, the Drake song and the Chris Brown song. Like, those are the only two. It's a shame, you know, and no matter how much they, like, people been asking and begging them to do it and they just won't budge and I, I don't get what the deal is I don't get what the deal her is family, her family has been begging him too to like release her her uh, music for years and they haven't been able to do anything about it it's so sad and it's been like 30 years I think like this past like uh, when was her birthday? Like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. They said it's been like 30 years. Because she would be in her 40s by now. So yeah, yeah. 30 years. He I wonder, just kept it. Do they own their music or are they just being stingy? Well, I don't know. Aaliyah, like, does her estate, do they own their music or are they in, and are just being stingy because or is it like they don't own it? Her, so her uncle, her uncle used to manage her when she was uh, with R. Kelly, right? Oh, so he gained rights to her music when she was like 15, 16, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he still has the rights to it. And even though her mom, I want to say, you know, her mom was quote unquote like around or whatever. She didn't like sign the proper paperwork. So when Aaliyah passed away, suddenly, you know, her rights to her music was still in her uncle's name. Damn. So yeah, for years they've been trying to go through lawyers and, you know, or find where he's at or whatever. They just can't do anything about it. Like they've been battling with him for years. Where is he? Was he living in the bat cave? He just disappeared <laughs> off the grid. <laughs> he went to Cuba with Tupac. We don't know. <laughs> right. We don't know. But he's just being stingy for no reason. And every year they come out and they're like, "Hey guys," like they write a little letter with her picture on it. Right. 
this is for Malia's family. And we're like, bro, we don't want to hear it, bro. Either release the music or just don't bother us. Like, that's right. what we're feeling right now. Like, like I don't want to hear it. Every year and, yeah. and just remind us on her birthday. Hey guys, can't get her like, I don't want to hear nothing until you bring in right. the, the... And this, hmm. this was supposed to be the year because it was like an anniversary of when her, like one of her singles dropped or something. So it was going to be perfect and it aligned with her birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, it's going to come out. This is, this is the year. Her birthday comes, nothing. <laughs> like They're just yeah. like, yeah, we can't do anything about it. Speaking of aligning, like it's crazy how this verse is aligned because it's April fourth. You know, obviously the yeah. recognition of Martin Luther King being assassinated. Then on top of that, it's Easter Sunday. So I mean, it was just perfect. Right. Everybody was already out have, at cookouts and whatnot. This was the perfect verses to watch. You know, sit down with your honey baked ham and your and your and your wings from churches and your your uh your deviled eggs your deviled eggs and you know with aunties and cousins and nieces running around it felt like a regular regular Sunday you know pandemic aside you know it 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 just felt good you know this was the perfect thing and young heads old heads everybody was tuned in like well, at least for the ones who knew how to access the internet, you know, the other ones that weren't getting their kids to fix their, hey, baby, come turn this thing on. You know, like, you know, <laughs> it's had something like 400,000, which still felt like that wasn't enough. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like these these verses are starting to be for older artists. So it's sad that like some of our parents or like our grandparents don't really have access to it because it's done through Triller or Instagram, or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying, like, so it's good, I guess, that the younger kids are, like, or somebody's posting it to YouTube, you know what I'm saying, like, they're recording, somebody's recording it, and then posting it to YouTube, so you can watch it with your family, because I was thinking, like, how are they gonna, (laughs) like, most of our parents don't have social media, so how are they gonna see this? Right, it's not like it's on on Facebook. (laughs) Right, if it was, if it, that's who they should have sold it to, honestly, is, um, Facebook watch because yeah. Well I think like, you can get a whole contract from Facebook. There's people that have shows on there, so Yeah. It but, seems like they would have a bigger type of access and they have H D as well. But Facebook you know, Triller is, has it now. Yeah, Facebook's too ridiculous though. They probably censor them for cussing because Facebook's family guidelines are like worse than IG's, like so they'd get them out the paint. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Oh, there goes the fun. <laughs> right, that's Facebook would suck the fun out of it, you know. But well, I was yeah, wondering. They can't show us the rock bottles, so then it's he would be bottles, upset. Yeah. It would be a whole thing. Yeah. I was wondering though. I know, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, for example, Maurice White, rest in peace to him. You know, he passed away like two, three years ago. Yeah, R.I.P. So he wasn't there. Are there more Ozzy brothers, or Ronald and Ernie, like the main two, like? I, I thought it like I can't remember, but some of them definitely died. Okay. I remember like because my my father's a huge fan of the Isley Brothers. I remember at least two of them, at least two of them, like passed away a long time ago. Because all those pictures so, I'm I see, not really sure. the pictures I would see of them young is a lot of them, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, and I didn't realize how deep their discography goes. Like I did not know they made shout. Yep. I, I had no idea that they made shout. I had no idea that they made, you know, that song, It's Your Thing, that's suddenly become like a commercial jingle now. Yeah. 
<laughs> they are eating off of that. Like I did not know that was them. Yeah. You know. Bruh. So many hits. Their their discography is crazy, and Earth, Wind, and Fires is as well. Like you know, I can't imagine no artist today making forty five albums. <laughs> like I can't imagine no artist today with forty five albums. Like we look at Drake, and he's got what, like seven or eight. I mean. Because, I mean, no. they, 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 they counted mixtapes and stuff, too. But. Their albums was, like, I think with, with, what's amazing about their discography is their albums were all classics. Like All of them. It was just continuous hits. Like, it wasn't, it's like they had them locked up in the booth for, like, a decade or something. Mm-hmm. And they were just pumping out albums. But I feel like 45 albums at this time when it even mean anything because people don't even put energy into one album. Like, I'm going to keep it all stacked. So, right. I don't know. But, you know. yeah, they made hella music. But the way they made music back in the day was more authentic. It was, like, less digital. And right. it was, it was like, a lot of musicians. So, I feel like when they were signed, it was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of studio time. A lot. It wasn't as complicated and it wasn't like it took a lot to cut a record, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're that popping, then they were making they were making music continuously around the world to the point where it was just like, oh, we have 45 albums worth of whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's because everywhere thing. they went, they probably had somewhere to record or something. It's really crazy. They're still it's some, like how versatile, especially the Ozzy Brothers in particular, how versatile they are. Like you go from you make me want to shout. You know, you got it's your thing. Then you get into like the seventies and eighties, and then they become the a hey, late at night. Let me bring a girl over to the pad, and you know, turn this thing on, and let's you know, let's do what we gotta do. And then, then you get into the two thousands, Mister Big. <laughs> you know, Roberts. <laughs> like it, it just is, it, you know, so. Yeah. They said they're the first verses that play hits from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. No. 50s, 60s, the, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And 2000s, yeah. It's the first verses to do that. The the one that... This one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a really good... Yeah, it was a really good show. Yeah. Man. You know, I was thinking when I was watching the show, though, both both of them need biopics. I don't know who does it. Oh my gosh, yes. That that would be something like remember the Jackson family how it was like nine parts long? The Jacksons <laughs> had one. The Jackson. had one, but it wasn't that good. And I I cut it off. Yeah. But <laughs> some people's biopics I feel like they would have to take time with theirs because yeah, they have to, they're yeah. they're so big as a group that you can't mess up a biopic like that. Like, for right. either one, you, you you just can't. Yeah, like, back in the day, like, that's something, like, if BET was much better, like, I mean, they, they did really good with New Edition. they do something, like, New Edition style where you split it up, and it'd be, like, yeah. or, like, the Jacksons, where, like, every week you're tuning in, like, it's the BET Awards or, like, it's the Super Bowl, and <laughs> you're just watching, like, oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. Or if not a biopic, maybe a documentary, because the yeah. both of them, like, I mean, they shape music as we know it. Like, it's, it's really like crazy to think about their influences, you know. Right. So, guys, what is your favorite? Right. If you had to pick, what is your favorite Earth Wind and Fire song? Oh, 
Oh my God. Probably in September. Do you remember? That's when we first met. That's just, it just gets me hype. I really love that song. I was listening to it today. It's I've, yeah, it was probably, it's probably that one. I've been listening to variations. I've been listening to Ronald Ozzy, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all that stuff. I've been listening to it for like the last three days now. Yeah. <laughs> just, but, but September is great. Fantasy. The music video and the way they made Maurice look like well, fire. Yeah. Between the Sheets and Contagious is probably my two favorite uh, Ozzy Brothers songs. Brothers, yeah. But I want to say thank you, my thank you. Look good looking out. We got to wrap this thing up. You know, it's been play-by-play analysis. Devin Ashby, SK play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't worry about it. And low-key, y'all check her music out. She just put out a, a fantastic album. Check her out on Dream Apple. Dream World 2, out now. Dream all World platforms. 2, all platforms where you get your music. Check her out. And it's been real. We see you when we see y'all. Deuces. <laughs>